Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me, nothing to talk about. Like Bruce Wayne and Corey Leonard gave me anxiety, and so we had to start. We probably would have dragged ass for a few more minutes, but then we saw people in the comment section, so we had to get on. Had to get on. Yeah. I, we, uh, By the way, we were mentioned in Savan's podcast this weekend. I think, I want to say it was June 30th podcast. He does so many, I can't even tell. It's one of the live calling shows. But He's got like, what, two a day? Two yeah. or three a day? Yeah, sometimes. And, and there's some structure to it, apparently. I need to talk to him about what that structure is so I can talk about it um, soundly or confidently, I should say. But one of the first thing he said, so he goes, listen to the podcast with PRs all day. Nicole Carroll, she's on there, a good podcast. He says, though, Craig Howard talks too slow <laughs> for me. Speed it up. Yeah. So now I'm a 60 year old. And, wow. and, and Matt, <laughs> Matt, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> so that's a 60 year old man. I'm more thoughtful. But Matt Souza, just Matt, spit words. Matt Souza defended me, and Matt Souza said it's because he was trying to be thoughtful with Nicole Carolina, and I yeah. was. I was actually, for the purposes of putting this on the air and solidifying it forever, I was nervous with Nicole, and so I wanted to be very thoughtful with what words I used, how I asked the question, so that we elicited the right response, and I didn't sound like a fucking idiot. Mm. probably the latter good luck (laughs) (laughs) it went well it went well it was a great podcast so uh we have rod abdullah rob rob abdo hosseini (laughs) rob abdo hosseini and now i know why you go by rob abdo rod yeah it's just rod rod Rod. real to rod i mean that's because it makes it so much easier like i that last name is a run-on sentence yeah it's, it's unnecessary lot. it doesn't fit on government forms oh like with the God. little boxes yeah, how so. many times as a kid did you have to spell it like can you spell that place can you spell that place can you spell that place yeah. can you spell that place it's obnoxious yeah i'm sure it's been butchered too when someone's oh. trying to call your name all the time well my children's last name is abdo because oh. i was like there's why put another generation well what's interesting this? is so when I was working as an investment broker in San Jose back in the late 80s, dating myself purposefully, the I had a client sit down and he said, I said, what's your name? And he said, Stephen Lee. And I said, Lee. And, it was, and I said, how do you spell that? And he goes, L-E-E. And I'm thinking, okay, that's an Asian name. And I said, I'm curious. I want to know what the background is. <laughs> I got to be careful of what I say here. This is one like I'm getting, getting warning signs. Like, oh no, I, my last name is Lee. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> well, that's Come it. on. All right, so I'm gonna. You we'll, guys are mad. We'll right? find out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, so I wanted to know. That's funny. I did uh, somehow that didn't come into my mind. Oh fuck! I just gave, I'm giving Savan all kinds of ammo now. Oh yeah, sixty. Anyway. So he said to me, my name, I said, what's your background on your name? He said, well, he goes, my, it's actually short for Leon Vonsky, mm. right? And it was a Pole. He's, he's Polish. And he said, but when his great, great grandfather came across Ellis Island, literally as they, like, there's lines of people as they're taking, uh, as people are getting off the boat, going in through the check-in and they're just putting their names in and the date they came where they came from. It's literally that fast. I and mean, all I can imagine is like the DMV. <laughs> you're coming in Leon Bonsky. okay all right 
you're so leading. I, I, I like I don't have time to even ask you how to spell that. <laughs> so you're just gonna be Lee. Okay. And you know, you're so grateful to like have the one be in, and then yeah. he's probably a little grateful, like, yeah, that's all the hell. Like you're like you are with your kids. Like, yeah, yeah, that is better. <laughs> well, now they want to change it back. Oh, they They're do. Like, oh, I want to. Oh, so you can't win. No, There's... well, you're not gonna win anyway. Yeah. Kids, right. <laughs> My great grandfather apparently had the same thing. It wasn't at Ellis Island, but it was in Iran. And they went to whoever's office it was at the time that records names. And they were like, no, there are too many Zadabis. So he's not that anymore. And so they gave him that. Oh, oh interesting. Just picking it out of a hat. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. If, if you're if you're that guy that's doing the name assignment, like, you know, you're going home and you're you're at the I just imagine the Ellis Island guys getting together for a beer at the end of the day. Just going, oh, I took this guy's name. <laughs> Two thousand years of history, right. <laughs> <in his name. laughs> generations, generations just down to three letters. <laughs> Talk about drunk with power. Oh man, no, it's terrible, but it's great at the same time. It is America, and it is who we are. And uh, so, welcome, Rob Abdo. Thank you uh, to our podcast. Rob's a member here. And uh, and I've known him now for three years, maybe four years now. I don't know. Three. When did you do the man's formation? That was a long time ago. Oh, that's right. So when he says you man, came back, he's sixty. You've been here for yeah. three years. But yeah, he was here beforehand. Yeah, Kyle Zozoya. Out of Alamo. There's you, another you one. Alamo. There's another right? one. Clearly, his ancestors and when or his you know, <laughs> great 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 grandfather right. came through. They got through and they got the person said, "Yes, I like that name. We'll yeah, use the full stick. name because <laughs> that would have been Kyle Zoe." Yeah, me. if absolutely. I was sitting at that desk, that did. You know, it all depends on what time of day you came through, too. Yeah, it might be the end of your session. It's right, like, oh, that's right. it. You're you come done. through in the morning, they've had coffee, they're perky. Oh, yeah, let's spell that out for me. But yeah, like, yeah, they're cutting you off. Yeah, that's the difference yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah so no i've yeah what six seven i don't yeah. know how long ago I'm gonna, okay, yeah so that was probably 15 yeah 27 8 years 16. yeah yeah you know what's interesting is so when i prepared for the podcast with nicole carroll like we listened to other podcasts mm -hmm. i did deep dive research i read journals on her um i watched uh, a lot of stuff i scrolled through social media did that and i kind of got all the data and gathered all that information with rod i just showed up today he didn't even know he was a member for like six years <laughs> like oh he's gonna be here that guy <laughs> what did craig do when he woke up he's like i invited who <laughs> what why because it was gonna be fun <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be fun and that's the problem of familiarity i think to to make a life lesson you just wanted to hear his story you didn't want to research his story beforehand well, yeah i just wanted to talk to rug because i enjoy talking to him in class kind ah, of thanks buddy when you're supposed to be working out when i'm yeah. well, when i'm supposed to <laughs> when be, you're supposed to be supposed to be coaching yeah <laughs> i like to create a distraction <laughs> you amongst others yeah it um since let me i can tell you right now so your first visit was in uh transfer in a transformation challenge by the way um, it doesn't the, mean the same thing today as it used to. Yeah. So for us, it was about fitness. So the man's formation. Yeah. That was uh, the first guys group, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Before that, it was, yeah. we did all the, the women's so we soft did, start. Yeah. Six weeks. So for those affiliates that are listening, we did these six week transformations. It was a big thing in 2016, 2017. And they were you know, admittedly pandering to the kind of conventional 
or, or the, the hot idea of the day, which was, you know, do six week transformations, get them in and then, you know, and then keep them as members. And I declined to do them for a long time. And then when we were at Alamo, we had our Alamo location, that our location was kind of suffering. We were having difficulty bringing people in. My friend, Tommy Hackenbrook called me and told me, Hey, do this. And I didn't believe him. And it would, the response on those things was overwhelming. And we still, to this day, have m- many of those mm-hmm. um, uh, members still with us today. That's where Darla came from. Yep. At Darla. And then, and then she Jan- convinced me. Janice Rowe um, is oh, from nice. theirs. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a six-week transformation. But there's, there's a bunch. And, it was, and so we decided after, I don't know, what we went about a year of doing those before we just said, let's try men. Yeah. Let's do a transformation. Yeah. And it was an all-men class. And that class was so <laughs> fucking fun <laughs> we had a blast this was just in alamo too yeah did we not do one here in pleasant hill i don't i don't oh yes we did we did one here in alamo because jay lafray did the one or oh, did one nice. here that's in right. pleasant hill jay lafray did one that's right that's hill. right he's okay. still with us today yeah dude that's awesome but that group of bros and it was a group of bros like totally unexpected <laughs> group of people that would show up for that thing was absolutely hilarious and it was so much fun there was a dude that wore jeans and like hiking boots yeah. the entire, really? yeah, the entire, entire six yes. weeks. Oh, and, that's awesome. Yeah, but he was going for it. Yeah, he's yeah. Going, no, and no one cared. Jumping in the rower. Like yeah. he was on it. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, uh, that was, so that's where Rod came into us. So you so picked up on one of those ads on Facebook? No, Darla. Darla oh, did. Dar- oh, that's Darla her came off. Oh, yeah. So, his, yeah. so his wife did the six week women's transformation. And I wasn't a fitness. Like I had, contempt prior to investigation from like high school where it was like these gym bros i what i was a skater mm. and still am and so nice. i just wasn't i had that contempt right and in my 20s i sold gym memberships in florida and i like that kind of broke down some of the barriers because i saw these people right as mm. people instead of them gym bros right and it this guy Jamie Spencer, he Jamie and Spencer, he played for Notre Dame and then played for the Niners and then hurt his back. But he was an employee and he gave me a workout. Like he walked me through this workout and I couldn't walk up the stairs for a week. And I was like, okay, I don't know if this is for me. Like I'm <laughs> probably not that guy. And I think he was just having fun with me. Right. Um, but my, I just don't have the capacity to put together a workout. And so this was perfect for me. Yeah. I think that's, I think there's a lot of people yeah. with respect to CrossFit. Because you walk into a gym. I can't even imagine, you know, now when I'm, it's funny. If I walk into a, on vacation or something, we go into a, a what we call a Globo gym, like a 24 Nautilus or goes gym. I, I don't even know where to start. Even now today, like, and then I like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, piece, piece, piece this together. I'm going to do my Metcon over a corner where no one will make fun of me. I go straight to where the rollers are. <clears throat> And I roll out and I scan the room for oh, yeah. least mm. used space. And then I'll just concoct something around that if that's if that's what I'm doing for the day. All right. Now imagine uh, this is experience guys, right? And so we have to do that. You know, these are people this Jamie writes the workouts every right freaking day. For, for, for the last fifteen years. 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 And right. he still goes into like a Glovo gym and lays down and kind of has to like figure out how what he's gonna do and i can imagine someone zero experience like it's just they're 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 not is in they're not as um 
it's not that they're not inviting. It's that they're just, they don't, they're not enabling is what it is. Mm -hmm. They're not user friendly. Yeah, like yeah. the, it's to me, it's the iPhone versus an Android, yeah. right? Like here I walk in, I just pick it up yeah, and it's just easy to use. That's I right. walk in, I show up, I have a pair of shoes on, plug and you play. guys tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the great thing about Diablo versus, because I've been, you know, now that it's been a couple of years, I drop in in other locations mm -hmm. and I'm so incredibly grateful for this place. Like the, now this is coming from me. So someone, I know nothing, right? Like take it with a grain of salt, but the level of knowledge that I perceive coming from the coaches here versus elsewhere is, I'm just incredibly grateful for it. I really, really am. You know, I've been to different boxes that they just kind of let you go. So like, all right, here it is. It's on a dry erase board. Have at it. Yeah. And I think, I think those coaches, if they were here in this environment, we, um, I think they would adapt very quickly. Mm -hmm. They have that capacity, but because they're not in a culture where that's expected, um, it doesn't happen. Right. Or he, taught. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. taught. Yeah. Yeah. They're taught it's not a knock on those coaches they have all of the know-how in their head and the competency with which to teach it it's the having been taught that or shown that one of those things and that's what crossfit is making an effort to do and that's what i'm trying to you know jamie and i are actually yeah. working on trying to do and that's for one of the purposes of this podcast is to help uh in influence those coaches to do those types of things and I think with members, if you're if you're listening to this and you're in an affiliate where you feel like you could be getting more out of the coaches or more out of the affiliate, to send an email to the owner. Yeah, send it. They want to know. They're business owners. Yeah, they want. Well, that's have a right. They're business, business owners, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're not willing to take on feedback or constructive criticism, then your business fails. Yeah, it doesn't in, work. <laughs> yeah, in any business, right? That's it's, right. Yeah. So you went from a six week transformation. And then at the end of the six week transformations, one of the things we did was, well, it was the only thing we did. So we wanted, we, we made people pay up up front for the six week transformation. When we did those, incidentally, we ran ads on Facebook and we were overwhelmed by the response and people had to come in and apply for it. Yeah. They came in for an interview. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was in more uh, steps than just sign up. right so it was it was a whole process and i to be honest with you didn't agree with the whole process i thought there's no way this is going to work you you run the ads then people f f sign up for a basically a 15 minute intro interview to apply to be part of our transformation process i'm like okay wait a minute apply to be part of this process and we charged them for the six weeks and i forget it was something like 250 bucks or somewhere around there maybe 199 bucks keep it under 200 bucks i can't remember exactly it was kind of like the, the the cost of a membership yeah that's right it was the cost of a membership it's almost 200 bucks and then they came in they interviewed in the in and through the interview process we would say okay you know to, to try to determine whether they're going to be a good candidate or not and in reality you literally 100 percent of the people that came in that really wanted to do it we'd let them do it um, but it gave them a sense of like oh i accomplished something you made the cut i made the cut and it, we weren't trying to dupe them, but it was those interviews for me were transformative. Because you did a lot, you did like almost well, all of interviews. Well, right? the only reason was is because so many people signed up for interviews, we didn't have anybody to fucking That's interview right. them. That's right. 
And Tommy Hackenbrook <laughs> told me this. He goes, hey, get ready. We're going to start running the ads. This was the week before. Yeah. It was like Thursday or so. We're going to start running the ads this weekend, so get ready. And he goes, and he goes, make sure you set up your calendar and allow people to book the appointments. So you, you create a window from which they can have appointments. And I didn't do it. <laughs> because I, I literally just thought, Doesn't yeah, okay. It's surprising. It's How many people are going to actually sign an, <laughs> yeah, an application? And then on Saturday, I remember him texting me going, hey, we're getting quite a few responses. This is awesome. Looking forward to this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And literally a text, I'm like, okay, great. And I didn't log in. I have to log into their system to kind of see the activity. And I don't know. I just got distracted and I didn't do it. And then on Monday morning, I was up and having my coffee at 530 in the morning. And I te he texted me because he's ahead of me at my time in Utah. And he texted me because, hey, have you seen it? You guys ready for this? And I'm like, uh, okay, let me see what he's talking about. And I boom, I click in, create a password, <laughs> the whole nine years. I'm like, holy shit! Like literally, you know, hundred appointments for the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like from like eight a.m. until like five p.m. Yeah, five five or six p.m. in the evening, just just nonstop appointments, fifteen minute appointments. And I thought, this can't be possible. This can't be right. And he goes, I told you <laughs> that this is going <laughs> to happen. And I went in and I did most of the interviews. And it was so amazing. And most of, most of the women at the time when we were doing women only, it was very powerful for them. There was tears. There was like, you know, all of their internal struggles that they had with respect to their fitness, why they couldn't do it. And what I found is that most women... Um, the modern American woman is is incredibly selfless. They put everything else ahead of themselves, their family, their kids, their spouses, their relationships at work, their work, everything else, and don't and and consider working out or going to the gym for an hour a day, you know, with the time with travel time, maybe an hour and a half all in, is being very selfish. And they, you know, with all the obligations they had, most of most of almost hundred percent were working women who also had kids. So it was, it was just, uh, it, it was super, it was, I learned so much and, uh, and we helped change many of these women's lives. And, and like I said, many of them are still here. And then we did it with men and it was a similar kind of situation with the men. And they just wanted to, I think for the men, it was the gold gym syndrome where they didn't know what to do. You know what? I just need someone to tell me what to do. I want to come in and have someone tell me what to do. And they came in and and uh, you went through that process. And then I, it, at the end of it, uh, that was long story short, sorry. And I do, I'm trying to talk faster, by the way. Now I'm all self-conscious. Savon got in your head. Huh? Got my head. Now I'm, I'm like, I just saw it. Am I talking too slow? No, but I am rambling. And feel free to interrupt at any time. <laughs> at the end of it, we, we, we tell them, okay, now if you want to buy a membership, we give you, you know, I don't know, we give them 20% off or something for their first month membership. And we'd get out of the... Out of the, say, it was 60%, I think, or 60% of the people that did, went through the six-week transformation, 60% bought a membership. And then long-term, 10% of the members stayed more than a year. Mm -hmm. So you get 100, you get 10 members out of it. But the whole thing was profitable. It, we never lost money because the, the revenue that we collected in the six-week transformation the paid for all the advertising. Mm. So it, was a, it was literally was just like adding members you know, with revenue. Right. I'm just talking. in a different yeah. avenue. It's just another stream of membership. And it was a great way to bring them in, introduce them to CrossFit. The whole part, the six week during the six weeks, we talked about CrossFit, what is CrossFit, how it works, the methodology. And principles. Tommy provided like programming for all that stuff. And we ended up going through and, and making some shifts and adjustments that fit our community. That's right. That was... The programming just made more sense for us and just even the people that 
we had met with yep. during that interview process. One as far as like your your programming, like the yes. exercise programming. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we gave him the uh, the paleo diet book, yep. which yep. was great because people just got educated. Oh, I remember some, that. Some people were religious about it. Yeah. And then we took before and after pictures and some of that. All of yeah. the after pictures were amazing. Oh, holy crap. Like, and that was uh, kind of some. But anyway, that's where, long story short, that's where Rod came from. Out of that community, referred to it, <laughs> and then in uh, and then did CrossFit for probably, what, I don't know. I remember when was your accident? Uh, 2018, November of 2018. November so, 2018. so you're CrossFitting all the way up to that point, yeah. and then mm-hmm. right. And so when you were in construction, yes. So I was running work. I've got a general contractor's license but i was working for another contractor running residential remodels and additions and stuff like that and ended up falling through a roof we had driven a a bulldozer through the side of this woman's house because she wanted to remodel it and um we were putting in a skylight right on this remodel that we had built i had cut open the opening the day before or the week before a couple of days before the roofers got delayed. They were supposed to put the waterproofing down and then put on the skylight. They got delayed. Rain was coming. Sheetrock was going in. So I dragged a piece of plastic up there to cover the hole. And that's all I remember. And so it was about wow. 16 feet through this opening. And I landed on a concrete slab. And did yeah, you wait, where'd you wake up in the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think so. Like I... I, I don't remember, like I remember a couple of moments. I was in John Muir for about eight days and I remember a couple of moments of John Muir and all the rest of it is just hearsay. I guess I was leaking from three different places in my head. Um, the homeowner came down and found me and the, the owner of the company was in the driveway when it happened. And he said he saw me on the roof with a piece of plastic, looked down for a moment, looked back up. And the plastic was just kind of hanging through the skylight opening. Right. So they kind of converged on me and I was making like a gargling sound. Um, and I broke, so I broke nine ribs. I broke my scapula. I broke my manubrium, which I didn't know was a thing. And I had a <laughs> skull fracture and a subarachnid hematoma, which mm. also didn't know what that was, but I've learned. Sounds scary. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was a trip. Um, so you fell through in, in it as it's because it, because there was no skylight in place. Well, no, no, but because there was no like effort to like grab or hang on the edge and then slip off. You don't maybe I am. I would think that you would remember those things. So it sounds like you literally just went through. So I think what happened was because the injury to my head was on the back of the head. Okay. And all of the rest of my injuries were on my right side. So we think what happened was that I hit my head going through the opening. Mm, like I must okay. have fallen backwards, hit my head, and then landed on my side. Right. And so maybe I was knocked out. Or, I mean, I've learned that the medical community knows very little about the human brain. Yeah. You know? Um, and so who knows? Like maybe the bump on the head just kind of wiped the hard drive. I, I don't know. I learned that. So I would ask these neurologists, right? These yeah. are guys with like letters after their name. And hey, so this is my symptom. 
what can I expect? And they'd be like, ah, it might get better. It might get worse. It might stay the same. We don't know. Good like, talk. Dude, what? Good hey, talk. Give yeah. me my $50. By, by, the, <laughs> by the way, dude, there's, there's read it. Look at your screen there. Manubrium? That's oh yeah, that's right, Corey. You're a smart, smart man. It's delicious. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah. Then okay. So, um, all right. So then from there, you're eight days in the hospital, and you, you. One of the things you said to me when you came back is that you believe that CrossFit saved your life. Why, well, why is that? Um, because several doctors told me. Well, my orthopedist told me that CrossFit may have saved my life, but it definitely kept me. I didn't have any surgeries. Oh, interesting. And he told me that all of the connective tissue, especially on the scapula. Yeah, that's um, right. The scapula that's broke a, like clean across Oof. and it put itself back into place. Right. So I just had my arm in a sling for a while. And then... So the soft tissue surrounding the scapula yes. kind of held it in its exactly. Is that whole Nice. The whole shoulder joint, listening to that crazy Huberman, or no, the Peter Atia podcast with the shoulder, elbow, and wrist expert yes. was fascinating because it's not a... It's, you know, in our body, it is the most vulnerable joint because it, it's not anchored by anything like yeah. it's not ball and hinge yeah and it's the only one that's not seated against the other joint the shoulder yeah it's, free. it's, a, it's, it's a, a like floating, the way that it's it's a floating bone yeah. yeah it's a floating joint it's wow fa it's fascinating as hell interesting um and so you came how long before you came back to crossfit it was a couple of years right so they didn't let me the doctors didn't let me so darla was at she said i know he'll be okay when because i didn't know how old i was i didn't know yeah. where i was they asked me you know do you know where you are and i said oakland and they said how old are you i said 28 she's like oh jesus like we haven't even met in his mind and like now i'm fat what now i gotta make him <laughs> fall in love with me again like this is not okay and so I I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what had happened. They asked me what kind of place this is, and I said a church. Oh no! It was I was a mess, and um, so they let me ride a bicycle with a helmet, not off road. So I put some slicks on my mountain bike and started mm -hmm. riding the trail from like Walnut Creek down to Danville yeah. and back. And um, it took them about a year to let me go back to any gym, but like nothing heavy, no, no resistance training right. or anything no. like that. I was just, did they I, give you like banded stuff to do? Like they did. Okay. Yeah. During physical therapy yeah. and all that stuff. And the physical therapist asked me, he said, so what's your one goal? Like, what can we work towards? And I said, I want to do a handstand pushup. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And then we got me there. Like, cause at that awesome. point I couldn't lift my arm past 90 degrees right it was just a mess like it was all jacked up it still is right there's still a little bit of impingement mm -hmm. and well, fiber you, that's kind of there was a pretty traumatic injury there and yeah it's gonna be some time for it get all back i mean the bone kind of impatient <laughs> <laughs> it's like hasn't it been long enough there's so much has happened yeah. between then and now that it seems like a lifetime ago yeah 
Um, and then in, in 2021, you came back. Yeah. Um, well, because was it 21 or was the, it 20 because of the pandemic? The I remember pandemic we were outside. Happened. Yeah, the pandemic happened. And I remember seeing. Oh, that's right. 2020s. Yeah. Crazy Craig driving through downtown Walnut Creek. <laughs> it was a truck. <laughs> cheering. Ride like, or die truck. What's going on? All right. So I came over and I wanted to talk to you about it. Right. Because. Yeah. They had shut down. The only thing I was doing was we had a little gym down the street from us. And I would go down there. I had a membership and I'd jump on the rower. I'd jump on the rower for like 45 minutes or an hour. And then. I saw you and I was like, all right, these guys are still open. Like I'm, we had hiked all over Lime Ridge all day, every day during this pandemic. And I, so I talked to Darla and I was like, listen, I want to go back. What, what can we do? And she said, go talk to them, Mm -hmm. go see what's going on. Cause there's all this weirdness, right? Like we talk about the media and we don't know, like, I don't know. Clearly the doctors don't know. Right. You don't know, like you're not a doctor. I'm no. not a scientist. No. I don't know. So right. when I came here and you had all of these, I don't know, Geiger counters or what the, the carbon, the, yeah. whatever you had, right? Like yeah. you were, you were making sure you were, you were doing more than I knew to do. And I was yeah. like, well, that makes sense. Okay. I want to go back. Fan, fans and CO2 detectors. That what he said. Yeah. And we had some pretty Oh, big protocols to kind of make people feel safe mm-hmm. yeah keep keeping people apart he was taking temperature at the front door yeah. like yeah. there was yeah, we did, sorry, we did therm- yeah. yeah we did therm- yeah we did thermostat checks the the class <laughs> size had shrunk there was like 10 or 12 people yeah. per class and yeah. like they were socially distanced and it's for all intents and purposes this is outdoors yeah it is so yep and i love it like i'm not going anywhere right the more I come here, the more I want to come here. That's awesome. That's a thank you. No, that's... thank you, dude. Like I <laughs> thank honestly, you for trusting in the process. I I see what you like. I'm not a smart man, but I see like three or four months in advance, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, 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 he's put thought <laughs> into this. This guy. Okay. No. Yeah. I really appreciate this place. And I thank you, Craig and Yvonne, for for having this. Like, my life is better because this place exists. Yeah. And I think that's what most people find when they spend some time in a CrossFit affiliate is that their life improves overall. And the people you meet within the Mm -hmm. community. And you uh, went from, so then instead of going back into construction, you went into, you decided to become a real estate agent. Yeah. I was looking for a way out like your body can only take that kind of work for so long and i i stumbled backwards into it i had children young and so it was always about like how do i have insurance for my kids how do i feed the family and before my accident about a year before my accident i was sitting in the backyard of this woman's house right and i'm looking at plans the, the woman whose house I fell through. Okay. And I was looking at the plans, um, making a materials list to, to place an order. And she comes up to me and she goes, do you love what you do? And I mean, my thought was, it's a strange question to ask a man that just drove a bobcat through the side <laughs> of your house, but no, you know, and she was um, willing to kind of help me dial in what, I would be good at like how I could be of better service to 
people. Like that's where I really, I feel like I thrive. I enjoy helping other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a benefit from it. Like I get fed. And so we were kind of working on it and she was like sales. And I was like, I don't know about sales. Like I had this experience at the gym selling gym memberships and they were all about take what you can get. Like who cares if it's granny sell her a multi gym membership. She's got a credit card. She doesn't need all of it. So that was my, the bad yeah, yeah, taste yeah. in my mouth from sales. sales. And I hate walking onto a used car lot. Mm. I don't want to be approached like that. And I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. um, so then I fall through this woman's roof and real estate just made sense. Like yeah. I'm, so I'm a realtor now. It, yeah. I know houses. I built them for a long time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I know people. I know what people are looking for in homes. Um and I truly enjoy helping people. So it just made sense, yeah. you know, and it's, it's actually refreshing. And I see your interactions with our members that are using you. Um, and there's a number of them that have, and the, I think the, well, the value you bring to the table, obviously is your personality and your unwillingness to oversell. Yeah. But your knowledge of construction, your willingness to help people, because the first part of buying a home, one of the biggest pains in the ass buying a home is trying to assess, is there any damage here in this house that's going to come back to haunt me? Any underlining this? issues that any you're are, yeah, unaware of? That's and, right. And and I I know that you've helped. I, I saw the picture. The best one was he posted a picture on Instagram of him on a ladder in his real estate clothes, not his construction clothes. And he literally ripped the hole in the wall of the house that he was showing to a customer <laughs> and just checking for damage inspection. All I can think of is the poor homeowners who are trying to sell the house going, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I got permission <laughs> to rip a hole in the wall. But the, and then not only that, once they buy the house, helping them find the resources to get stuff fixed. Like I've, I was talking to uh, um, Sam, the other Sam Mendez the other day. I remember mm-hmm. Sam Mendez. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, having a guy like, you know, you got a guy and I go, I've got a guy that's got all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> he hooked us up with a guy right? for yeah. our fireplace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, and I, by the way, I'm using, I'm using guy in the generic, oh, yeah. in the generic sense, because a guy could be a girl. Absolutely. But it's a California guy, which is just so that I, because I've already, it's a human. I've already, <laughs> I've already been reminded I've got canceled by Asians so far on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. You got some pros. You got some pros. Yeah. Some professionals. Right. So he's got, he's got Rod's always, I've, so I've got a guy I know, Rod. And I sent someone to you the other day. I think that yeah, uh, Shelby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shelby. Yeah. I was looking for a talk. I go, I don't know. I, I don't, he may not be the guy, but I know he's got a guy. <laughs> and I sent, yeah, Mike, the guy yeah. that helped you guys. Yeah. I mean, but I, that's super powerful. Right. Like, like, if you've got a real estate agent, you want a real estate agent that's got a guy. Has a couple guys. Yeah, has right. a couple guys. <laughs> right. You helped me get the tile work done in, yeah. our, in our bathrooms. And uh, yeah, that's And awesome. now I, so that's self-serving. That's helping people, yeah. I get to go soak in a cold plunge yeah. because the tile's <laughs> done. Craig yeah. had been sitting on that job for like six months. I'm like, <laughs> when are you going to do this? So here we go. <laughs> We're getting a cold plunge. We're getting a cold plunge. We're getting a cold plunge. Every one of my coaches me, when's that cold plunge coming? When's Six coming? months later. As soon as I find a guy. Yeah. Rod's got a guy. Rod's got a guy. <laughs> Should have got a Rod sooner. And so the real, so the real estate business is, is going well for you, even despite the um, high interest rates and the higher payments that yeah. people have to make. Yeah. I mean, everybody, people need 
a place to live. Yeah. Right. And there's a solution. Like I try to live in the solution. Like there's a problem. There's got to be a solution for it. So let's try to figure that out. And I got lucky enough to get hooked up with, I mean, Mary Vera yeah. is a problem solver. Right. She is a pit bull. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and so if you guys don't know, Mary is a member here and she's also a lender. I didn't know yeah. that. I knew her for years, but didn't know that she was a mortgage lender, but she solves a lot of problems. Um, and so if you have a team, right, that I know when I see the problem coming, I'm like, oh, I got someone for that. Right. I know how to, I know how to get through this. Right. And so that's at the end of the day, it's all about like, how can I feel good? Like yeah. it's all self-serving. How can I feel good it's about fulfilling? This? I'll how, help someone. How yeah. many, how many members have you helped as in your role as a real estate agent? Do you think? Probably six or seven, like either members or on the periphery, like Kim yeah. called me. She sent me a text one night and was like, Hey, can you help my sister? buy a place um nick jones yeah reached out to me and was like my uncle we gotta liquidate this property and i show up to this property to to walk it and alfredo opens the door right oh, so did. alfredo i had hooked i forgot that i put nick and alfredo together years ago because when <laughs> i was a member nick was still coaching here and right. he's like hey rod do you have a painter and I was like, yeah, because Nick was coaching here, but was also a general contractor and his painter was failing. So I put Nick together with my painter at the time, who is now a really good friend of mine, also a client, but is a general contractor and Alfredo opens the door. And so he was doing the renovation on this property. So small world. I love I love that. I love seeing good yeah. people succeed and like just trying to be. A tiny little no, bit. Oh, it's one of the things I like to say a lot. I love it when good people get together. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the cool things about a, owning a CrossFit affiliate is that, and and I think something that owners should think about more is bringing that community together for resources like this because people trust other people that are doing the same thing. And I think even more so with CrossFit. So in other words, you know, you know, if someone's coming in here doing CrossFit, they have a certain work ethic. You know, they like to suffer. These are like-minded individuals. Yeah, these are like-minded individuals. Willing to, to do the better, work, too, right? right? This is our, and then you get them working together. And it, it, it it's, again, I, it's another hook to keep people to stay here, too. And, you know, if they're, if all of the people that they are connecting with and doing stuff with, I've, you know, last week I referred a dent guy. And then, you know, Reggie, who's doing auto detailing, is a member yeah. of ours. He's got an auto detailing business. I put it up in the community. He's killing. Like, I see him out there every other day yeah. detailing another member's car. Yeah. I had him doing videography on one of my houses. And then he does, yeah. he does such a yes. great dude. That, that community network within affiliates is powerful. And it's one of the un talked about things within in the with the power it, of a community. it kind of comes back down to the ecosystem the, right. across the ecosystem like everybody's got a story everybody's got a profession everybody can help somebody in some right. capacity it's just a matter of putting it together yeah so i found my accountant yeah and that's, i reached yeah. out to the mayor i called the mayor's office and oh. i was like hey dean um who can do, <laughs> who can do my he's accounting. talking about the he's talking about the mayor of, Cro of diablo crossa by the way dean cleanball <laughs> and he said i can't like we're not in that accounting, but yeah. call Kong and Kong has been fantastic. Yeah, Kong Win, who is also another, yeah. uh, another sponsor that sponsors our competition team way to bring him in and wrap it into this conversation. You like that? Yeah. See that putting good people but together. Again, but again, he, yeah. he's done work for a number of people 
And then when he can't, well, and then I've had people ask for, um, oh, you asked me for a bookkeeper. Yeah. And then I hooked you up with, with Ben, ben Wise, Wise, who's, who's our awesome. former coach, who yeah. moved, he moved out of the area. He's up to Idaho with Idaho, his family. Yeah. And he's got a number of our members as well. Yeah. And but so his we, mailing address is still in San Rafael. We keep, uh, Diablo keeps a, we have two Facebook groups. One is the Diablo member group, which is just mm-hmm. active, just member active members right now. And then we have a larger one that's probably 5,000 people deep in that Facebook group called the Diablo community. And in there, people will do exchanges of information and goods, trade goods and services. Hey, how cool is that? It's really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, it keeps people tied to the, to, to the affiliate long-term. I didn't, I didn't think this conversation would go there, but this is, this is for me, it's like an exciting topic. I love this because, you know, again, within your own community, you probably have all the resources. And not only that, you know, you're not going to get taken. CrossFit, one of the cool things, someone said this to me, not, I probably heard it before, but someone said it to me recently. And I said, you know, it's like, there's always, the, like you go into CrossFit and it's just really good people. And he says, well, yeah, that's because assholes don't like hard work. And I was like, Nice. <laughs> Kinda, <laughs> you're right. Is the you know assholes don't thrive in CrossFit affiliates because it's not easy. CrossFit isn't easy. It's no. not easy, but you also kind of have to take an ego hit. That's yeah. right. You know, it's yeah. like that's right. Most assholes got pretty big egos, yeah. and getting your ass handed to you by a soccer mom Being and humbled. a workout. Yeah. It's, it's humbling. <laughs> it's and if you're not able to be humbled, then it's one of those things where you're gonna go do something else. Yeah. So it becomes a, ch- a church of sorts of really cool mm-hmm. people who like to work out like minded. And then they want to, ha- and like you, the other, it's the other thing. It's, it's true with coaches, CrossFit coaches and CrossFit affiliate owners. You usually ask them, why did you do this? And they say, because they want to help people. Yep. And you said the same thing about yourself, mm. just in terms of, I want, you know, I want to help people out. Well, how satisfying is that? Yeah. How, yeah. how nice is that? Like when you get to go to bed at, at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I did that today. It's a pretty good purpose to have. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we did, I've said this too before in, in this podcast, we don't sell when you come here. All we, I tell the front desk team or the coach who's walking people around, introducing them to Diablo CrossFit. Just, I said, just share your passion. Talk about yourself. Talk about another member and the success story. Let them see the passion mm-hmm. in your voice. Let them feel your emotion. Cause that emotion will transfer to them. And sales essentially becomes a transfer of emotion. It's not really a sale. It's a really way to, good way to put it. Yeah, let them see what you see. Yeah, let them see what you yeah, see. Why do you want to do right, this? Right. Why are you? Why are you doing this? And yeah. it's it's really easy to share that way. You, yeah, versus you, versus going off of a script and trying to right, sell somebody on right. something. Yeah, kind of goes back to what you were saying. You know, you want to sell the grandma. The right, thousand members. Kong, yeah, Kong, not worth it. Kong has a number of clients from here. Um, Maury. Dr. Mm-hmm. Mori is living off of Diablo. I go Crossfit in there and get, get beaten <laughs> up every two weeks. She's a chiropractor and ART. Yeah. And, she, and she's just, it's just amazing. And I love referring people to her. I want, right. to, I want to see people. Yvonne says that. My wife says that. She goes over there. She goes, every time I go over there, there's like three or four Diablo people yeah, already she there. She also employs. She's, I was Diablo just going to say, yeah. she's actually even recruited some people yeah, to work she with. Recruited, she recruited to work with them. And then Toyota Walnut Creek, who yeah. sponsored us, and and Brad, who I'm trying to get back in here to work out. He's been had a little absence, um, but they've sold. We've sold probably 20 vehicles that, that that have been sold to Diablo members through Toyota Walnut Creek, and they want to go there because you know. Had someone texted me, let's go, Kim or someone. Someone texted me the other day. Hey, who's our contact at Toyota Walnut Creek? It's beautiful. 
All right, it's perfect. Right. Because they know they're going to get instant trust. Well, he yeah. tried to take care of us. I went over there, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and he was loading these giant tractor tire looking things into the back of a golf cart. I was like, hey, I know that guy. And so, and I was with my daughter. She was going to get a tune up or whatever. And he was like, oh, who's taking care of you? What can I do? And I was like, no, right. dude, no. I was just wanted to Isn't like say hi, man. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's remarkable. And that we, we did, uh, we, we, occasionally we'll try to further that process by hosting a, a business mixer. We did it once last year and it was, it would actually was fun and you bring people in and that's something for affiliates you could try. Um, I enjoyed it. We did it and, and everybody keeps bugging me to do uh, and everybody, multiple people have bugged me to do it again because they made some contacts there. Julie Sedestrom connected with Nick Jones and he's remodeling mm. her house. Nice. Like there's, there's like, you know, all of those those things happen at that in that environment. And you certainly can enable that as an affiliate owner. Let me know what I can do to help. Oh, there if, you go. If you want to put that together, like delegate some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible at delegating. That's classic CrossFit. Why? Is it issue. because you feel like you're the only one that can do it, right? That <laughs> no, honestly. A little, yes, there's some of that. And then it's also a little bit of guilt. Like everybody's got enough to do. I don't mm. need to go delegate that to the to someone else. But yeah, and then the other one is like, I'll just do it myself. I'm gonna ruin this. I'll just do it myself. You have an image <laughs> or how you want it to do, and oh, I'm yeah. trying to portray or, or yeah. explain. I had a vision for that bench in the sauna room that <laughs> blew it. <laughs> took me oh. like took me three months to build a, a simple bench in the sauna room. But I had a vision for it that was gonna be like, no, could, you could have delegated they, they it, but it may not have turned out. They to won't be the same. understand how I wanted to curve around the barrel. Like they'll get that. They won't get that right. So who did it? I did it. Did you? Yeah, it took me you forever. You did that? Yeah, I did it. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. is I was going to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> should have delegated it. <laughs> I should have. De- what I should have delegated was the plumbing to it and the filter because now I got to put oh, a whole yeah. new filtration system. Is on. that what all that is over there in the back? Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> mm. It needs a bigger filter. Oh, really? Yeah. And by the way, make sure you're showering before you get in that cold plunge. By yeah, the way. I shower every time. The stuff I- that comes out of that filter through that cold plunge again you know all my front desk people know they'll never get in that cold plunge ever again (laughs) they've seen what comes out of because i walk out go look at this great (laughs) don't put your face in it thanks buddy (laughs) exactly keep your head above water (laughs) so funny i told darla i was like i i really want to get a cold plunge for the house but i have to do it 30 times at the gym oh good for you before Before you can commit and spend the money yeah but now what does the filter look like? No, it's great. Look, it's getting caught in the filter, so that's good. Perfect. It's not, that's it's true. Good. It's good. not, good. It's good. not good. in good. the water. Right. No, but I'm getting o, uh, putting an O2 filtration system, or what, what do they call it? No, ozone. Mm-hmm. Um, you add ozone into it. That kills all the bacteria. And then I'm also putting a giant filter on it so that, and they said that that works beautifully. And then I, I swap the water out in that thing every two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Literally completely drain it, scrub it, refill it. So it's it is sanitary. You could delegate that too. I know that's well. I have to because I'm going away for three weeks for the CrossFit Games, and I'm that's why I'm doing all this because I want to make it easy to do. Part of it is I make my shit so complex that I'm like oh, I can't teach anybody to try to explain it to do it right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, um, did you have any uh, PRs in June? By the way, I don't think so. I oh. well, kind of. I. We went. Kinda. No, I went to Thailand and Tokyo. Oh, that's so a PR. I left. Well, yeah. New challenge. 
Okay. Uh, that was my hey. I went to Asia. That's your cool. your fitness has these these last six months, the last year has been you know on this trajectory of upward. You're getting stronger. You're getting gymnastics. Thanks, dude. I'm yeah. working on it. Like it's yeah. it's something that I made a decision that I just want because for so long I would come here and just grind. Yeah. Right. And I didn't have any focus. I didn't have any. My idea was I want to keep doctors and pharmaceutical companies from managing my health as long mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. And now I also want to get better. Yeah. Kick some people's ass in class. Dude, I just see people doing ring muscle ups and I was like, I want to do that. That we, looks like fun. Did you play sports when you were in younger? No, I played t-ball um and, and little league and skateboarding yeah, yeah yeah wow i did handstands in the outfield um <laughs> that was me i was that guy i was right. chasing I was the butterfly pulling all the yeah. uh, the, the grass yeah. and, and chewing on the it. teams are switching out mm -hmm. my family's like hey get back up it's your it's absolutely oh. me your dad's going nuts yeah i played soccer when i was little yeah. but then like when i was pretty young my parents got divorced and then like all of that kind of went by the wayside there was mm -hmm. no time in my parent like Mom was working two jobs. Dad moved to California from Chicago. And so I skateboarded. And I was kind of a degenerate kid. I feel like you're one of those closet athletes because you move well. Mm -hmm. You you're you respond well to coaching cues. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're getting the gymnastics. You've got bar muscle ups now, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Good kinesthetic awareness. Yeah, you have good Oh, what does that mean? means you know where your body is in space yeah so, oh, which makes okay. sense because i mean you think about like skateboarding like yeah. to do skateboarding like you need to know your body in space but also you need to know where this external object is so you can land on it mm, right? yeah, yeah. so there's a certain amount of you know where you athletic see, abilities there you know where you see it in the gym where i see it well overhead squat of course but that that's actually more of a factor of flexibility too but the i see it in box jumps ah okay how quiet how, kick flips and ollies how, mm -hmm. how right how quiet do you, how quiet do you, how quiet do you land on the box ah. you sound like me like a thousand pound robot <laughs> what is that thud yeah yeah that's the unathletic guy <laughs> doing a box job <laughs> it's the guy with no kinesthetic awareness <laughs> or mobility yeah. but you can yeah. tell right away like you watch ian do a box jump you know ian weighs probably 230 six foot six foot four ian luna yeah ian luna i weigh 230 He's yeah. a little more into Ian that. Luna. He's probably he's maybe like, yeah. Ter careful. I know because he could. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a big dude. Though. I mean, like his his thighs are the size of our like chest. Together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Co collegiate uh, rugby player, but he lands on a box like a feather. Yeah. yeah. Again, knows how to move. Yeah, yep. knows how to move. He's got all the gymnastics. Like it's crazy. Um, and but you can tell the athletes in the in the gym. Which um show our PR board by the way for yeah. June because I was that was my that transition was crammed full. Well, and I I just gave Jamie Lee like a lead into it and he didn't even bite. Oh, sorry. Jeez, Jamie. Yeah, I had I had the the pickleball thing up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna get into pickleball, but I want to save the pickleball discussion for last because <laughs> it was <laughs> really funny. The so June was a good month for us, and we do we have progressions that. The lead into it, but June was a particularly good month. Well, and what it was a good month. That I don't think so. I haven't gotten PRs the past couple of months, and I was really kind of bummed about it. And I was talking to Jackson, and I we were doing deadlifts, and right. I said, "Dude, my PR for deadlift is like fifty pounds heavier than what I feel like 
today my PR is. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't lift a pound more than this. And he's like, well, you look like you've lost some weight. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, mass moves mass. Yeah. I said, that doesn't make sense. It's a deadlift. Like, I'm not, it didn't make sense to me. I, again, I'm not that smart, but when, when I'm just going from the floor to my waist and then back down, it doesn't make sense that because my stomach is smaller, I can't lift as much, Mm -hmm. but I've lost weight. So I'm happy with less. I'm happy with not getting PRs. If I can buy a smaller pair. And of it was pants. the deadlift that you said mm-hmm. you were. Yeah. So just to kind of throw out there, um, you know, we, we do our, our macro calendar in three month increments, as far as like the training phases, <clears throat> we just came out of um, our foundation training phase where our primary strength were all based around the squats. So as far as the deadlift goes, um, we did deadlifts in the beginning in this training phase and that was more a matter of just kind of working on just the mechanics aspect. So we never really built up to it a more linear progression to find a one rep max. So that gotcha. wasn't that, okay. that, that whole session, that whole month was not intended to hit a PR. It's more a matter of like, Hey, let's refine our mechanics pulling from the ground as a foundational movement pattern. Right. And then we had our low bar back squats with gotcha. the dumbbell okay, yeah, yeah. floor press mm-hmm. or bench press. And that was all, you know, really focusing on just, coming off of the open, getting ourselves ready and back into just moving well and maybe establishing some maybe current numbers. Cause that's one thing too, is we get so caught up in what our PR is, right. And PR, you know, somebody that's pregnant postpartum could have a, a postpartum PR, you know, a current PR, you know, maybe you did powerlifting in years, years back. And it's like, you might've had a 600 pound deadlift, but maybe you had a few years of not working out. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. And with every month, there's always a, a key, a, a specific lift that we are intending to, to build up to a PR. And that's all, like you said before, it's, that's built upon a month on a month on a month, which, you know, it's like a 12 month training cycle right. leading into a specific movement pattern. Um, hence the reason, like looking at this one right here, this is, this was our PR after, uh, PR board after June, where we just finished out our, our strength cycle of uh, front squats and cleans. We did a few uh, benchmarks, so you Jackie in there. If you look at that, there's a lot of hang cleans, a lot of back squat or a lot of front squats, um, Jackie PRs. And it's those are all stuff that were kind of built into it from a couple months, right? So we did the low bar back squats, we did the high bar back squats, we took the bar to the front rack. And now this month is the beginning of our technical work. We're going to be working on jerks and cleans. So taking a lot of the foundations that we built and translating that into more technical work. So, so, so so Jamie was slow on the uptake for the lead into the June PRs, but he, uh, he like overcompensated with the comprehensive (laughs) description of our entire, I like to talk it through. I I think I started him on that, right. With the, with the deadlifts. Again, yes. I'm not the brightest, so he has to dumb it down for me. So you can blame me for that. You know everything that's going on in this. One of the th- not everybody does, one right? Of, one of one of the things that I and and but one of the things I like doing is, or I like our coaches to do um, during the mobility section, during the stretching section, where there's an opportunity to talk to members, 
is to educate him on that process and exact and and talk about exactly the things that Jamie Lee just talked about. And I'll reference it. I'll even point to the PR board. I go, this is not coincidental. This isn't just a random PR board. And then I'll point out the same exact yeah. things. You look at where the PRs are, mm-hmm. right? And what movements they are. And then I tie it back to the progressions. And the more you can give your members and I, um, a belief in the process and a, an understanding that this is purposeful, this entire process purposeful, it's again another hook in that member to stay and be a part of your facility. Like I need to go to that. Can't miss front squats. I know if I miss front squats, it may jeopardize next month's clean and jerk. Yep. Um, and that's and I think that's important to to capture members' intellect as well as it is it's, their it's, physical exertion. It's kind of letting them see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Right, like right. why we're doing what we're doing. Exactly, there doing. there is a purpose behind it. There is a method to the madness, and you know, like you said, is a perfect talking point for when people are doing their dynamic stretches or something. Instead of having just dead air, why not explain a little bit more? Like, right, why are we doing this? And this is, you know, you, you talk about the hook. You know, it's here's our progression for this month, and at the end of this month, we're going to be testing it. So it's like you're you're giving them a heads up that hey you prioritize this and you put your efforts where it's intended, you will see a, a benefit and a gain from it on the back end. So it's, it's, it's empowering everybody else. Broad, just to transition um, back to you a little bit. Um, since you've come back and CrossFitted since your injury, uh, any, any lingering effects um, in the brain yeah. from this? Yeah. Dizzy? Um, the down, up, down, up, like burpee kettlebell swing. Type yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Um, just lightheaded. Uh, I would say, how about, and, me- how about memory issues? Any of that stuff or retention issues? Any of that that's stuff? gotten better. Right. Um, word recall was really, really bad in the first year or two. Like it would be on the tip of my tongue. Oh, like I would just be right. able to, and I, my daughter was telling me that I was calling the refrigerator, the tree one day, like go get the milk out of the tree. Oh. And I didn't notice it. Mm. And I was like, go. She's, like, that makes she's no laughing sense. at you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she laughs at me no matter what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's gotten a lot better and you know, I've gone through a lot. I've done a lot of work. Like there was right. a lot of therapy. Yeah. Speech therapy. Uh, what's the other one? See, this is it. Um, occupational therapy, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and they've taught me tricks, right? Like don't stay with it. Right. I couldn't remember the word, um, saffron yesterday and I stayed with it for about a minute and then it finally, Oh, okay. There it is. And now you see how much like it was gone again, but then it comes back. How how about sleep? That was weird. For a while um because of the pain just oh, the, okay, the just discomfort but yeah, no. i love to sleep yeah that's good i was taking a lot of naps too and i had to force myself to take naps because i was so exhausted mentally just it's like overstimulated yes okay. because of the, the the brain injury mm-hmm. um and my my doctors were telling me dude you have to take it easy because i i'm just a go go like okay. i have to you know, I, I would connect, um, 
the number in my bank account and on my paycheck to the value of me as a human being subconsciously. And I know, like, I know in my heart that that's not accurate. Um, but there it's ingrained, right. right. Since I was a kid. That's the, that's the modern American male syndrome. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so when I, on a Wednesday, am laying down in bed at noon, I'm a piece of shit, right? That's what my <laughs> yeah. brain is telling me. And I yeah. have to get up and navigate through yeah. that. Right. You know, right. because if I stay awake, I'm still going to be no good and I'm not taking care of myself. Right. You know, my brain needs to heal. So that was weird. Um, and it's getting better, but I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? And I, I was just talking to Darla about it yesterday. I texted her. I was like laying down for a nap. Don't be mad at me. It was Friday. And I was right. joking. Right. You know? And yeah. she's like, do you remember when you worked without a day off for two months before we went to Thailand? <laughs> take a nap, yeah. you know, like <laughs> take care of yourself. We right. need you. Yeah. Like we don't need you working yourself to death. I, yeah. I like that philosophy just overall. In, in, and that is something that when we did the transformations, bring it kind of all the way back and not intentional, but that was something that we used to tell the women that if you want to be a better caretaker, you want to be a better spouse, you want to be a better employee at work, you want to be a better professional, you want to be a better real estate agent, you need to take care of the fiscal you and clearly the mental you. I have to show up as 100% of me yeah. or yeah. else I can't be that person. I can't be that caretaker. I can't be that father. I can't be that right at 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I invest back in the gym. I put new equipment in here. We paint it. We fix stuff quickly. We repair it because it's important to keep the business healthy and physically healthy and strong in order to continue to serve. And I, and that, I think that attitude with our physical health, which gets overlooked because we just, oh, I can do it. I can do it. But if we were more competent physically and mentally, we obviously could do more and we'd become better at everything that we do. This comes back to, um stretching for me that's something that i do not do yeah, right that's the the what do they call that recovery or yeah, like you're, your recovery? you're supposed to take a day off yeah. every once in a while oh, like rest a rest day, day? <laughs> like what i've heard the term um and when i do it i feel like i'm being lazy right, right? Yeah. and oh we have those but in reality you're actually making some of the better gains when you do that right? gains yeah that's I'm supposed to get those too. That's right? when we're healing. Yeah. yeah. So what? El Elbert? No. What was his name? Uh, God, there was a guy that used to work out here, and he worked with Darla, and then he moved. Um, he moved away. He was a hunter. He would like do bow hunting. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Really, really. He would always do just the the um, open, open gym. Open gym. I'll come up with it. Okay. It's a word recall. But <laughs> like, dude, name recall. You got the face to the name. But... How are you going to get gains? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You don't rest. Now you gotta. I mean, you gotta rest. It's. I mean, CrossFit has the three on one off for a reason because you you can't train four days on and still maintain the same level of intensity because mm. your body's breaking down. That's what we do when we work out. We're stressing the muscles. We're breaking it down. So then when you recover, and it's the food and replenishing, it helps you recover and get stronger. But when, then how am I going to get, get my that over that super PR. compensation? How am I going to get my cleans PR if I miss that day? Well, yeah. you prioritize. <laughs> you take the rest day before the clean day. Oh, okay. Not the long sweat session before. Forethought. So the, the the last thing I wanted to 
touch on today. Really important topic. <laughs> so we, pickleball. we started with, with pickleball <laughs> because it, and it, it was directly related across it. Can you pull, pull that post yeah, pull up or that picture? Just the picture. The It doesn't matter which one. Um, but Forbes magazine published. I saw it today in my Instagram feed from and following Forbes, which it's like one of those ones where I just like I should unfollow them. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to follow them because then I won't have stuff to be angry about. <laughs> You'll find a way, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. <laughs> I will. <laughs> the pickleball injuries cost Americans nearly four hundred million dollars this year, and, and seniors are the hardest hit. And it. To the, fortunately, the comments you go into the comments and you're reassured by the comments because everyone's like, "Go away, stop posting stuff like this." But it is fascinating how mainstream media loves to. Um, it, it seems to really want people to not exercise and not move and and not be not be fit. I mean, they're scaring people, telling them that like what like sixty five million people are at risk of stroke for exercise yeah what, what was that like oh, i don't yeah, remember that, i'm that probably was butchering week. the stats yeah. but like, no 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 that's that was ridiculous yeah it was that was uh yeah that was uh an amazing and it wasn't even a study it was a model that was based on projections there was actual no actual study it was a model projecting so it was like it, actual it, clickbait and it was based yeah it was actual <laughs> clickbait and it was and it was literally studying how val or how um, val a uh, vessels blood vessels close and open ba based on exercise based upon models that they scientific uh, computer models they used to generate it. and then someone took that and put it in an article and published it and it's it's just atrocious but this stuff comes up but this one annoys me because it's Forbes so people are reading go oh, oh my god 400 million that's a lot so of course you know I you know being the just kind of triggered guy that I am by some of this stuff <laughs> I looked and the cost of and I knew the cost was far higher for chronic disease and the cost of chronic chronic oh, illnesses yeah. that are caused by lifestyle not moving and diet is two trillion dollars a year two trillion dollars a year <laughs> where's the money though which is like, also where, going so where, wh what's the incentive of them promoting that well don't Who, play pickleball because you're well, gonna get healthy well no absolutely yeah, but, no, no, I, see but, where, I know where rod's going yeah with this. The, how much are we paying to the pharmaceutical company that's right yeah who are doing the bulk of the advertising in forbes magazine well i mean there are i don't know the lobbyists i've heard of them i don't yeah. know much again not smart but i've heard of them right yeah. and they're the one it's that's right follow the money follow yeah. the money yeah, there's so, big business in keeping us. Yeah, safe. if you're if you're getting injured playing pickleball, two trillion dollars worth. But, right. but, but but and you know affiliate owners get upset. Well, we need to make CrossFit sound not so dangerous. People still say it's dangerous. So you're never gonna get no, away from that. You won't. It's never gonna go away. And we need to stop worrying about it. And you need to just and if you're an affiliate owner, you need to stop asking CrossFit to make it safer. Yeah. And 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 trying to portray it as safer and telling them don't don't worry. When people get in here and they find out what we do, you find out how your life changes in a positive way, they'll figure it out on own. Then they'll tell other people. And there's always going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to say, hey, it's dangerous. Those people have other excuses for they're not coming in. You make it safe and they'll find some other reason not right. to come with, to the gym. With the amount of injuries that, I mean, that we've seen in the gym, not all of them happen in the gym. No. Most of them are actually happening outside of the gym That's doing right. something like playing I was pickleball. working in the yard or playing pickleball. <laughs> Well, I've been coming here for what, seven, eight years, and I'm a pretty accident prone guy. Yeah. And I've never hurt myself in here. Right. Like, I, it's always out there, falling yeah. through yeah. roofs or riding a skateboard. So, I mean, like you said, 
they're going to find another yeah. avenue to to find an excuse. I believe that it's an attraction, like kind of rather than promotion, right? Like people see when they walk through that door and they take a tour, they're already in. Yeah. Like they see what's happening. Yep. They see people in here 100%. sweating and smiling most of the time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like enjoying themselves and then coming back. They're going to, the ones that want it will keep coming back. Thank you. Yeah. That's is, is perfectly said is anybody could say it seriously. That's, that's exactly what affiliate owners need to know. If they're not going to come, they'll find a reason not to come. They don't want to come. You know, it's, it's hard or it's intense or their schedule doesn't work. Or they don't have the finances for it. They aren't going to prioritize. As soon as they prioritize it, I want to be here. It's going to be amazing. If you prior, if you provide us with an environment that is welcoming yes, and non-judgmental yep. because we're already judging ourselves. That's why we came in in the first place is obviously something wasn't going right. We weren't doing something right. And we've been beating ourselves up probably for years and so we show up and then if i'm judged when i get here like oh you can't already do a muscle up then it's going to be a problem but if you oh sweet dude you can't do a box jump how about this 45 pound plate let's start there yeah it's unbelievable you yeah. posted that 73 year old woman that's doing crossfit yeah, i want to be that yeah i had a i wore a diablo shirt somewhere and a friend of mine who's a, a dentist, he's an 80-year-old dentist, was like, dude, you do CrossFit? And I was like, yeah. And I pulled that up and showed it to him. And he was like, like, you could see the light bulb go yeah. on, right? It's not it, it's not restrictive. It's inclusive. Yes. The, the fact that we can scale it to anything is unbelievable. Yeah. Shoot. More people should do CrossFit. Yeah. And pickleball. Yeah. What a surprise. And pickleball. And just physical Dude, stuff. Just physical. Yeah. I think Go for a it. walk. Play your fucking pickleball. Yeah. Get an injury. Right. Nurse that injury back. Right. And then get back out on the court. And get what, back on the court. you sprain your toe? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you might even learn how you hurt yourself. Right. Like, maybe it was an overuse issue because you're playing too much pickleball. Yeah. And you need to diversify your fitness. By the way, right. by the way, <laughs> if you want to get better at pickleball, CrossFit. Dude, come CrossFit. here. Come here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's functional, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Something, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for uh, joining us today, yeah, Rod. You, Rod. Thank you very much. Thanks for supporting uh, our competition team yeah. this year. Sponsored. Oh, if you're buying or selling a home or you just want to get a second opinion on it or you need a guy. A landscaper. <laughs> anything. Yeah. If it's related to your house, just let me feel better about myself. Yeah. Let me try to help. And you're, we should, you should have put on your... Oh, you got your uh, Instagram on there. That's good. Yeah. They can reach you through there. Yeah. Cool. Show up at the gym. I'm yep. going to be here. All right. Thanks, guys. So good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Right on. Till next time.